0: My people, what's up? It's Cooper. Welcome to Cooperville Podcast, of course, brought to you by Midwest Meals, midwestmeals.com. Maybe you're looking for a little something to add to your breakfast routine. They got you taken care of. Just enjoyed, actually, this morning after a long run. Had myself a breakfast burger with sweet potato puffs and bacon. Yeah, they count all the macros there for you. And you know what? You don't even just have to have that for breakfast. I think I had it for dinner last week. MidwestMeals.com. Go check out their selection. You can also build your own meals and on your initial order, you can get 10% off by using the promo code COOPER at checkout. C-O-O-P-E-R at checkout. Get that 10% discount off your first order and get ready to start eating healthier with Midwest Meals. And by the way, they ship across the country. Welcome to Cooperville Podcast, also brought to you by Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club. If you're sick of wearing your Adidas jersey to the game or to represent your favorite team, Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club, that's the gear you need to roll with. ViolentGentlemen.com is the website. It is kind of a small exclusive club you want to be a part of. You want to go out in your t-shirt or your hoodie or your hat and people go, damn, where'd you get that? And you can kind of whisper in their ear, ViolentGentleman.com. they got new products out every week and a pretty kick-ass newsletter that you want to be a part of as well at ViolentGentleman.com. And we're going to give you 15% off your first order. Go to ViolentGentleman.com, use the promo code COOPERVILLE15, that's all one word, COOPERVILLE15, and get 15% off your first order at ViolentGentleman.com. Also check them out on Instagram and all the other socials, Violent Gentleman. Proud sponsors of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. And you know we don't get through the days around here without a little monster energy, Ultra Paradise, the green can stuff. It hasn't quite replaced my Ultra Sunrise yet, but it's kind of, I'm kind of going back and forth now. We got some cool giveaway stuff going on on the website, welcome to cooperville.com. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter. Free monster swag could be coming to you. Sign up at welcome to cooperville.com. This episode of the podcast with my buddy Nick Peters of SUPS and SUPS.com. Great conversation and not a whole lot about supplements and health and fitness. There is some touching on those subjects, but we'll get to that. This actually is about mental health and about being able to open up and conversate with either a professional or with somebody that you know and trust about the things going on inside your head before before you kind of lose control of that. Great episode. I hope you enjoy it. The Nick Peters episode of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast that starts right now. Welcome to Cooperville. Do you know what's fun to do in Cooperville? Pack up your shit and get the fuck out. Listen www.welcome2cooperville.com. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck says www anymore? I can't even say it. www. Stop that! The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places
1: where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. <laughs> Subscribe, get updates, feel better about your life. Welcome to
0: Cooperville.com. Check, check, check one, check,
1: check
0: Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. It's the Welcome to Cooperville podcast, episode number 30. Man, I've known for a hot minute. What's it been like, six years? Six, seven years, six Some, years. Something like that. It is Nick Peters, owner-operator of Sups. What is your official title? You're like
1: president of retail store operations. Wow, you got to make it sound you know as official as possible. (laughs) I was sitting there one day making my business cards, got a little uh, too fucked up. Yeah, when they when they come out a full "Hmm, page. What is what's the coolest title I can think of for what I actually do?
0: Ambassador to health and fitness. Sure, I like that. That could actually fit on the card. But uh, but yeah, Nick and I go way back. Uh, from when uh, Subs opened up here in the area, and uh, has expanded and grown for since since that time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we've been uh, we've been on the hang. We get along. We we, we talk big, and he makes beef jerky
1: sometimes. Venison <laughs> jerky. venison jerky. Venison. Come on, not get it right. He's yeah. he's yeah, not yeah, yeah.
0: out with a bow killing a deer in your field. There, he's taking out deer in, yeah. the,
1: in the saving street. cars.
0: Yeah, except for my wife's. She's got she's got like four or five under her belt. But no, so Nick uh, Nick reached out to me earlier this week, and we had been kind of uh, talking back and forth about uh, doing a podcast together, and, and at the time, it was originally about kind of, uh, let's get some beers, and let's talk big, and let's talk smart. Let's just get fucked up and see what happens. Yeah, and see what, yeah. let's roll tape and see what mm-hmm. happens. Uh, but Nick sent me a message earlier this week, and uh, and said that he wanted to, to talk about some mental health stuff that he was ready to talk about, and uh, that's... That's the direction this podcast has been going. Is kind of in that uh, motivational, inspirational, uh, you know, clearing of the mind. Uh, it's it's kind of taken on its own uh, life of its own over the last uh, several episodes. So, so Nick is in the house on his birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. Thanks. You had I'm to old, be old now. You had to be reminded this morning by your child <laughs> that it was your birthday. That's that's usually a good sign that you're. Oh getting, yeah, that's today. Like is yeah, that yeah, today? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just uh, another day. I Had to go into Crap, work.
1: Crap! I thought I had another week.
0: But uh, but it's been uh, a wild ride for you, especially in uh, in 2019. A lot of stuff uh, going on uh, in your life, and I'll kind of let you uh, tell yeah. the stories. And
1: yeah, twenty uh, the age of 28 was not fun. No bueno. But I mean, you know, you got to move on and mm-hmm. you know push through it. And I mean, that's kind of you know what I want to talk about. You know, so I went through all sorts of different obstacles this year, and mm. um, you know, a lot of it made me come to realize that oh, I've had some mental health struggles almost my entire life you know that you don't necessarily realize and that's something Mm -hmm. you know especially with september being mental Mental health awareness month and all that it's something that's important you know most people don't realize and i think you know and you could probably attest to this most people that know me would have never guessed no i mean you know i'm you know i pride myself on being overly friendly outgoing you know always loud and Extra. front of things. Yeah. You're an, Extra. You're a an, basic you're,
0: you're an extrovert.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, You know, so it's it, it's something that, you know, for the longest time, even even myself, I didn't think, oh, there's no way I can have a mental health problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, I'm too tough for that. You know, so it's something that kind of, I think, needs to be out there more, especially, you know, at the state of healthcare in our country, um, most people aren't getting the help they need. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually saw a post earlier this week from... Um, a mutual friend of ours um she owns that eau claire auto detail does a fantastic job right, yeah um you know but she shared someone else had posted in one of those facebook you know advice groups looking for a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and you know um she kind of shared when she shared the post she shared her struggle of you know trying to find a good professional to help um and that's what this other person was going through as well you know if you're low income or, you know, you don't have the greatest insurance, you know, it's tough to find a good psychiatrist in our area. Right. Um, even with insurance, it's still, you know, it's just, it's an underserved field. Um, and a lot of people are struggling with it. You know, they said, Hey, I'm moving to the area. You know, I have, you know, a long history of anxiety, depression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I need to get a doctor. Oh, well that's going to be three months. Right. Well, if you have an issue, like that's a long time to wait. And that's kind of where I got in trouble was, you know, my issue is small, was small, and it snowballed out of control. Right. Um, so, I mean, basically going back, you know, when I said earlier I've had a lifelong struggle with it, it's, you know, it hasn't really affected me. You know, I've always been um, always been that extrovert. Um, I was very ADHD growing up. I still am. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're watching me talk right now, and I'm looking all over your office <laughs> checking shit out. Big oh, ball. pretty. I guess I can still talk, but man, that's a cool bottle up there. (laughs) Oh, look at that one. Yeah, yeah, Is there anything in that one? Um, So, you know, so I've always had that, and I don't really see that as a mental health issue. You'll talk to some people like, oh, yeah, ADHD is a mental health disease. Sure, but, I mean, it's very manageable, and it's not Mm -hmm. going to negatively affect your life. I truly believe that with ADHD, ADD, um, my brain works differently than people, but it's to my great benefit. I mean, dude, I went to my ACT, still drunk from the night before, (laughs) didn't even know I had it, got a 29. Right. Yeah, it's like, I mean, just being that ADHD person, you know, I'm able to do things like that. I think, you know, um, and we
0: have, uh, not to interrupt you, but we have a child who is uh, was diagnosed with ADHD uh, several years ago. Actually, uh, we we noticed his activity level and just the way that his brain functioned. Was and I hate to use the word different because it's it's so commonplace these days, mm-hmm. and we we are really quick to kind of jump on, oh that's that's a symptom of this, or that's that's what this is. Um, so we were reluctant to uh, to really take any course of action with him, you know, when he was uh, getting out of second grade, and he had a really rough, uh, you know, second grade year. And and there's a lot of factors that go into it. We know his his teacher wasn't quite as uh, he had been blessed with really nice or really good. Uh, I should say that second grade or first grade going into second grade. He, his kindergarten teacher was fantastic. His uh, um, his first grade teacher was fantastic. You know, when he got into second grade, it, there wasn't that understanding, which kind of led to some issues, which as he entered into third grade, you know, we had to have some conversations with this teacher who said, you know what, I think you should just go and, and have a conversation with this doctor. And, you know, once we, you know, medicated him, reluctantly medicated him, you know, we can obviously see when he is focused. But there are times, especially during the summer, when you just, you kind of want to let those kids kind of be themselves. Be kids. Be yeah. kids. Let the you boys know? be boys. They're going to yeah. be loud. They're going to, you know, do stupid shit. And that's just kind of part of it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's something that we know and and obviously you've experienced throughout your life. It's something that you just, you can if you understand it, you can utilize it and use it to an advantage where you do have the ability to, you know, maybe not be as, I'm going to say lazy, but
1: well, I can be lazy of, and get shit done. Yeah. Cause I, I can do nine things at once. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's my wife. incredible multitasking. We're doing a, we're doing a kitchen remodel right now and, I have like nine different projects going on. Because Every time I,
0: I see you, one. you have a new project going. You're like, you hey, know, I'm just. But I'm uh, still
1: doing the last one just because I'm doing nine <laughs> things at once. So. Like, I'm yeah. going to get
0: this done. I'm going to get this done. and get this done. like, we can do that this weekend. It's like, no, I'm doing it tonight. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there is, you can put yourself into, you know, utilize those, the way your brain functions into some, you know, really productive areas.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, and the biggest thing too for me was, you know, I got diagnosed ADHD um, even younger, I was, it was before I went to kindergarten, mm-hmm. you know, my mom's been in um, childcare for 32 years now, so I'm 29, so, you know, before I was born, right. um, and, you know, so she kind of saw it, because she already knew, um, and that was back in the early 90s, um, you know, ADHD was still kind of new, they're still figuring it out, but she definitely knew, like, okay, Nick's different than these other people, mm-hmm. or these other kids that I've seen, um, so we went like got looked at, it, and yeah, sure enough, he does, so we played around with different medicines, um you know, for the first year or two that I was in school, um, until we found one that works. And that's another thing I'll touch on later is, mm-hmm. you know, finding something that works. But, um, so, you know, going forward, growing up, you know, I always knew that I was different, you know, cause I had the ADHD and I took medication for it. And, you know, I was the only kid in my class that had to go down to the nurse's office right. every lunch and take your pills. And, you know, but for me that was normal. So growing up, you know, I, I realize now looking back is I always had some form of anxiety mm-hmm. or, um, and I just thought that was normal. You know, I mean, I, I can remember times of, you know, if my dad had late meetings, you know, at work, I'd stay awake in bed until he got home. Cause I was worried. Cause I saw a TV show today where dad got hit in a car accident. Now I'm worried right. about it. Like mm-hmm. to me, that was normal, but dude, that's not normal. You know? And I mean, I was, you know, in fourth or fifth grade, fifth grade, I think when, um, nine 11 happened mm-hmm. and my job, you know, all the way from, you know, probably 10 years old up until I moved out was to take the garbage out every Thursday night. Well, I remember, you know, that first year after the terrorist attacks, you know, and I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin, I remember being afraid to go outside to take the Mm -hmm. garbage out because I thought uh, an airplane was going to come down from the sky and hit me. Right. And, you know, for me, that was normal. And, you know, looking back now, it's like, okay, I've always had some sort of anxiety piece there. Um, But, you know, it's never really presented itself. It's you know, something that's been at the back burner, no one really knew about it. I didn't talk about it because mm-hmm. I figured everyone thought those kind of things. Right. Um, but, you know, knowing now, they don't. So it's, you know, a lot of the mental health thing is it's okay to talk to other people about what you're thinking, what you're feeling, you know, because then, you know, had maybe I done something like that, I would have seen, you know, 10 years ago that, oh, hey, that isn't really that normal for me. Let's, right. you know, talk to someone and see what's going on. Um, So kind of fast forward, you know, to this past year when things really started snowballing. Um, My first issues were back in February. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, I had a lot on my plate with, um, you know, work, you know, things not going with my businesses, um, not going the way I wanted or whatever. And it just kind of started eating away at me. And the first really instance I had was, uh, it would have been like the last Wednesday in February. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to how I remember that. Um, but I had a full blown panic attack and you know, it's one of those things where like you don't realize how bad that shit is until you have one. Right. It's like when someone says, Oh dude, I have a migraine. I can't come into work today. You're sitting there like, Oh my God, you fucking pussy. Yeah. You have a headache. Oh, so well, what? fuck off. And then you have one. And you're like, Oh fuck. I get it, dude. Right. Like mm-hmm. the same thing with a panic attack. Like, I have, I've talked to people that, Oh, I have a panic attack, so I'm like, so suck it up and deal with it. Right. Well then dude, I had one and like, I went to the emergency room. Like yeah. I thought I was having a heart attack. I legitimately thought I was dying. Um, and basically I was at work one day, you know, I just started feeling off, um, you know, kind of started, um, you know, a ton of anxiety just all at once. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what the feeling was, you know, cause I, I don't have any, I never had the full blown anxiety. It was just worried thoughts. It wasn't the body anxiety right. stuff. And, um, like heart
0: palpitations and, you know, yeah, and heart rate sweating and,
1: kinda... and dude, I felt high. Like, I mean, and that's, right. and that's how it started. And then mm-hmm. it snowballed from there. So, you know, another thing, um, you know, that I do is I own a CBD brand. Um, you know, you use our beard oil, um, you know, and so that was actually right about when we were starting our CBD company and I'd been using our CBD, but I was still waiting on our test results to come back. So, you know, I was having these anxiety. I started feeling kind of out of it high almost. And then I started worrying. I'm like, Oh fuck, dude, maybe our products, bad. maybe this is a bad batch, dude. We already sent some out. Like, Oh shit. Like there's THC in here. Like I'm going to get fucking, you know, it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. Mm -hmm. And, to the point where like I locked the doors of my shop and I was curled up on the floor in the fetal position crying. Wow. Like I called my wife. I was like, you need to come get me. Something's not right. Um, I went to the ER and you know, basically they got me calmed down, got fluids in me. I mean, I was like shaking cause I'd been throwing up. Um, and that was really the first big, you know, kind of mental health thing I had. Mm-hmm. And it took me, you know, about a week to recover. And at the time, um, you know, that happened on a Wednesday. I was supposed to go to Madison the next day. Um, and it would have been for the Wisconsin State, you know, wrestling tournament. Right. It was a big. um, big, Yeah, because
0: you were you were doing some coaching, right?
1: No, no, no. no. This was uh, we just watched this one. Oh, I, okay. I actually coach the youth program now. Right. So right. if you want little man to burn some energy, some of my life. <laughs> laps, kid, do some <laughs> laps. Uh, but no, so my dad and I have been going to the state wrestling tournament for basically since I was a junior in high school. So mm-hmm. thirteen years now, something like that. Right. Um and it was that weekend so like that's how i remember when it was and you know i couldn't go to the thing because i was still i mean i was still out of it and fucked up and you know i couldn't i couldn't drive five minutes let alone two and a half hours down to madison Mm -hmm. um that weekend so i actually missed the tournament for the first time you know in forever and i felt terrible you know it was the one thing my dad and i did you know we always went down got real fucked up (laughs) Partied down on State Street. That's what you do in Madison. It's a a Wisconsin thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, But he went down because, you know, we'd actually got four tickets that year. So he brought my brother-in-law and his dad. You know, so those three still went. They had a good time. Um, You know, but I stayed at home. And it really bugged me. And, you know, kind of foreshadowing, you know, my wife, uh, you know, she's like, why is this bugging you so much you can't go? I'm like, I don't know. I just have some weird feeling that, you know, Dad and I aren't going to be able to do this anymore. Like, I just, for some reason, I have some weird feeling that this is the last year we're going to do this. Well, fast forward, you know, four months, uh, no, two months, um, Dad passed away, actually. yeah. Um, almost out of nowhere. So it was, you know, th- that that was tough for me to get through. Um, but, you know, then I got through the, um, the panic attack episode, you know, that week of recovering. Mm-hmm. And I actually felt back to normal or almost normal. So I went back to work, you know, kept up with my schedule, and then over the next, you know, few weeks, my dad's health really, kind of took a turn for the worse. You know, he'd been dealing with what we thought was stomach ulcers for about a year. Um, basically, it was a misdiagnosis. He ended up having stomach cancer. Hmm. Um, you know, he had cancer 15 years prior when I was in high school. Prostate cancer. I mean, he beat it. So, you know, once we found out, he's like, okay, well, it's cancer. You know, in my mind, I was like, oh well, shit, Dad beat it once already. Like, that's fine, whatever. Right. You know, let's figure out what's going on, deal with it. And, um, you know, then about, so this is towards the middle, end of April that all this happened. And, um, you know, we found out on like, I want to say it was like a Friday that, okay, dad has cancer. Hmm. So all weekend, I'm like, okay, well, you know, your next appointment's on Tuesday. Let's figure out what's going on, Um, you know, and how to beat it. Right. Tuesday comes, Um, and they're like, okay, you know, he had his appointment, and I was actually out pulling deer cameras down that day um over about an hour away mm-hmm. and he calls me when i'm leaving there i was like hey um you know i'm just leaving the doctor i want to let you know uh i have stage four cancer I'm like, oh shit okay I'm like that's worse than we thought but you know you can right. still beat it like people live with stage four cancer for years you know like mm-hmm. that's fine um you know, so I mean, that kind of hit me a little bit, but, you know, in my mind, still, it's, you know, dude, your dad's invincible. Everyone, you know, if you have a good relationship with your parents, mm. um, you know, and my dad and I were very, very close. So and I
0: think, especially knowing that he had gone through a cancer through it once. battle yeah, before, yeah, yeah. you know, not that it uh, it, it, it kind of toughens your skin to it, like, yeah, this isn't, this well, is. And just, both, well, both do my this. parents had cancer. Yeah. You know,
1: my mom had breast cancer oh, yeah. like two years after my dad did it the first time, and they both went through it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cancer's nothing. Yeah, Cancer is
0: something that the you know the Peters family just yeah. kicks its ass.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so, you know, on Tuesday we found out it was stage four. Thursday, he gets admitted to the hospital. Um, basically he went in for another checkup to talk, you know, two about here's your treatment options. He got there, they ran blood tests. It was like, your kidneys are shut down, this is wrong, this is wrong, go to the hospital now. So they called um that Thursday morning. I called my wife, I was like, Hey, I'm working till one. That's the earliest I can get someone to come in for me we got to go home after this, you know, we hmm. got to go back to Appleton. So we left, we, you know, we got home, got to the hospital. Um, and basically at that point, they're like, hey, your dad has like two months to live. He died four days later on Sunday, five right. days later. So it was like, it all happened really fast. I mean, yes, we got to go home. And like my wife was in long-term care for a while. So when she saw him that Thursday night, she looked at me and she goes, he doesn't have two months, he's got like a right. week. Yeah. Um, so we kind of knew it was the end, you know, and through all of that, you know, I have a mom and a sister. Um, and they both took it very hard, you know, mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I did too, but you know, in my mind it's like, okay, I'm the man in the family now you gotta, you know, be strong for them. You know, yeah. so I pushed a lot of stuff down inside, mm-hmm. um, and just dealt with it, you know, for that two weeks, week and a half, whatever it was of, I basically lived back at home, you know, to help with all the funeral planning and, you know, everything and all that. And, um, you know, I made it through that and it was fine, mm-hmm. you know, and then come back, you know, come back to a beginning of May, mid May. And that's when everything really took a turn for the worse. I mean, at that point, kind of all those issues that I had back in February started happening again. I was having panic attacks left and right, Um, you know, not as full blown as what they were. Because at least now I knew what it was. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, you know, break it down. But um, it still took me another almost two months to go and talk to someone. Because I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, your dad died. This is normal. Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you should be upset when someone close to you dies. But, you know, not like I was and you know i was lashing out at you know i had my son's three now he was two and a half at the time i was lashing out at him yelling at my wife you know and just shit that's not good right and um i mean it basically took her of having a big blow up at me one night telling me you know you're being an asshole like i know you're going through shit, but you're not dealing with it right go talk to someone right. um mm-hmm. so i sat down with a doctor and talked and yeah sure enough like this is all the you know general stuff of full-blown anxiety and depression and mm-hmm. all this and you know so we started looking at different options from there you know and I'd been at that point I'd really been self-medicating I mean I was drinking every night um, you know all that kind of stuff just because that's what I knew you right. know and I mean you know how bad that can go fast
0: yeah real quick especially when you start to change up what you're drinking you know yeah. you're like oh I'll just you know you go from drinking Coors Lights you know <laughs> down to like you know what's good Jack Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a quick turnaround. Well, and
1: for me, it was my dad sold um, liquor for 30 yeah. years. So I was yeah, like, oh, I'm drinking a, Jack and dad's a, honor. Hell yeah. Gonna, this, is, this is
0: for dad. Raising this one for dad.
1: Yeah, but dad also doesn't want you drinking a bottle every night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: the bottom line, maybe it, it does, but. Uh, it
1: it would have helped his paycheck, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I,
0: I look at a lot of these, uh, when we talk mental health, um, and, and thank <laughs> you, uh, first and foremost, for, for sharing that story. I know a lot of times getting through just the talking about it is a. Um, can cause, you know, anxiety can cause some, some well and things.
1: that's And that's something I've, I've, I've seen too, cause I've talked about it all along. Like if anyone right. wants to know what happened with my dad, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking to people at the funeral about it. Like for me, that's right. not the issue. You know, it yeah. doesn't bug me. It's, you know, when you're sitting alone or, you know, I do a lot of driving for work. So mm-hmm. when I'm driving, like that's the times that it was rough. Cause that's when I used to call my dad and bullshit Yeah, you know, talking about it. That's not an issue. It's, you know, we went, um, you know, end of July, we had a big birthday party for my son. Mm-hmm. My, you know, my cousins came and, you know, we sat around the fire, got drunk all night. They were sharing stories about my dad. Like, dude, that shit's awesome. Like, I like that. It's yeah. the, you know, actually dealing with it. You know, talking about it is one thing, but then dealing with it is something completely different.
0: Yeah, and sometimes even those stories when you when you get in that cuz that can be therapeutic. It can be yeah, yeah. you know, hey, you know you you kind of get in your head about the the good times and the memories and things that you hold on to, and then, you know, the fire goes out and the next day and you all of a sudden you have to like kind of say shit. That that stuff's like now you have to kind of yeah has gone. You anymore. have to kind of comprehend yeah. that, and I think there's there's a line, um, and not to draw a gender line, but I'm going to. Um,
1: That's fine. We there's two genders. We know that. There there there's let's there's, talk there's, let's talk genders.
0: Well, I'm, from a from a <laughs> masculine perspective, you know, and this is maybe some old school thinking, but I think it, it there is still a, a progression of. I'm a guy. I don't like to like talk about. My feelings, you know, I think maybe in 2019, it's a little more open and you well, can and be a little more, but in I think our
1: area that that's a lot more pronounced, you know, I mean, right. we're Midwestern, you know, we come from a farm back, you know, we're still out here. Men are men, yeah. you know, it's Hunting, not like fishing, it's getting not dirty. California where, you know, it's okay to be a little metrosexual and, you know, feminine. Right. And, you know, so it's, I mean, for us, definitely like, I mean, that's our culture here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Men don't talk about their feelings. Men don't, you know, um,
0: like if you have an issue, you just you just deal with it. I mean we, yeah. we when you talked about migraines, when you talk about, oh, I had a panic attack, you know, those are things that well yeah, just fucking suck it up and, and yeah, deal with go. it, you know. Yeah. You'll be fine. It's gonna you know, you know, pull up your skirt and let's uh let's go. So I think that a lot of that pushing things down, you know, subduing your feelings and your emotions and the issues that you're having, that's kinda it, it can be a guy thing. I think women do it too, but I think it's a guy thing like, no, man, this, I don't know what's happening right now, but I'm just going to, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, and especially when you, when you have to go and and talk to some, a professional about it, Yeah, you know?
1: Well, see, for me, it was honestly, and that's, you know, that's my big point. I want to make with this is talk to people about shit, you know, and if you don't feel comfortable talking to people around you, which was Mm -hmm. me, I didn't, Right. you know, I didn't want to talk to my mom and sister about the issues I was having because they were having issues, Mm -hmm. you know? My wife, you know, held everything together. She took care of, you know, my mom and my sister and everyone. You know, during that week, my wife did a fantastic job. I'm not going to burden her with this because she's got another, enough other shit. So, for me, it was honestly easier to find a professional to talk to. Yeah. Um, You know, and that's my biggest takeaway from all this is if you even think there's something going on, you know, and, you know, if you're – Having any problems, go and talk to someone. Whether you know it's a professional or you know there's suicide hotlines. There's you know not saying I was suicidal by any means, but I mean they still help with those other things. Right. Um. You know, and they want to help. You know, those are the big things. And um. You know, it took me a while to go in two after everything because one, I didn't want to talk about it. Two, I was like, God, like this is gonna cost me so much money. You right. Know, we yeah. have we have insurance, but like. We're on a high deductible plan. I mean, my my deductible was like four grand, and then mm-hmm. you know, max out of pocket was six grand, which I ended up hitting this year because I had some other. You know, I ended up having sinus surgery through all this. I mean, yeah. dude, I had a million things going. You know, I was I had a sinus infection this whole time along with all these panic. You know, so then I was trying to figure out you know mm-hmm. what issues what. But if you find yeah. a good professional to deal with it, they're gonna help. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can tell you now. I mean, no. Amount of money is worth not going mm-hmm. and getting helped. You know, and the hospital systems are very good. You know, I'm still paying off all my bills, but they're good about helping you out. You know, I right. have one medical bill that I owe them like four grand. You know, after everything is said and done, and they're like, hey, as long as you're paying us like fifty bucks a month, like we're cool. Like we want to work with you. So it's mm-hmm. don't be scared to go in and talk to someone because you don't have insurance or your insurance sucks or you don't have the money for it. I mean, go and get taken care care of first and foremost because that's going to benefit you. A lot more in
0: the long run. Yeah, I mean, I think that even because people have that mindset, and if you're dealing with an anxiety issue or a depression issue, hell, even a physical ailment. Mm-hmm. All that piles onto it is well, I'm not. I can't get this check because I I don't have the time. I don't. I don't have time to go to you know fucking sit down and talk to somebody for an hour. And I, I know I'm going to go in. And they're going to want me to come in for an hour every week, and I I can't put that in my schedule. And then that adds anxiety to it. And then we talk about you know money is always an anxiety you know ridden issue, yeah. uh, with couples, with families, with individuals. Um, and now you're just dealing with an anxiety issue, and then adding another thing that causes anxiety on top of it, and avoiding it altogether. And when you, you know, there is seeking that professional help. Because I think for some time, sometimes that's the only avenue you can go. Because people are so concerned about having a conversation with somebody that they know, because they're worried about if if Nick and I have a conversation about something I'm going through. In my mind, whether it's true or not is is irrelevant. In my mind now, Nick looks at me in this different light, and he's judging me because I'm having this issue. And I'm just using you as an example. Yeah, no. But but you look at even the people in you know your household, your wife, your you know family, and you go. God, if I if I tell these people I'm going through this stuff, you know, every time they see me now, they're going to they're, they're, they're gonna thinking that I'm I am weak or I can't handle things or I'm not you know I'm not strong enough to mentally get over whatever hurdles that are in front of me, and a lot of times that's probably not the truth. You I know, would say be,
1: ninety percent of the time. Yeah, because I mean, unless you got some asshole in your life, right? I mean, yeah, you and you should
0: probably get rid of that person. Yeah, anyway. then they don't need to be yeah. there. But you you have to understand. And the toughest part is to uh, to understand that other people have shit, too. And everybody's got shit that they have to deal with. And I brought this up on this podcast on many occasions, that everybody looks at other people and looks at the situations that they're in, the house that they have, the car that they have, the job that they go to, and they go, that person's got it fucking figured out. Their life is in order. Their pieces are in place. They must just wake up and sunshine just spews out of their ass. And they're well, like, and oh, we'll start the day. And they don't want to be put into a light where they're you know, even feel lower on the totem pole than they do looking at the outside world.
1: And I think that's, you know, you know, I kind of mentioned before, you know, someone looks at me, they would have never expected me to have mental health issues. I mean, my wife and I have a great house. We both have great jobs. We Mm -hmm. both have brand new vehicles. You know, I take off three days a week to go hunting. I mean, like, yeah, I look like I have my shit together. And You know, most of the time, maybe I do, or at least pretend pretty good. But, like, I still have fucking problems. Mm-hmm. And people like and everyone does. And you know that's my biggest takeaway from that is you know if i if i can have an issue anyone can have. You know cuz i mean i do have a great life and i know that and i've been very fortunate and mm. you know i've always excelled at everything i did. So the fact that i can have problems, you know, what if someone that wasn't dealt great cards in life? You know what happens to them? Yeah. You know and th- then they think that you know they're lower. Well no, like dude, if you have an issue, talk to anyone. Well, if anyone's listening and knows me and, and is afraid to talk to people they know, come talk to me. Right. I mean, like, like you said, ninety percent of the people in your life aren't going to look at you negatively for admitting you have a problem.
0: Yeah, and the ten percent that that are in your life that do care, maybe you should examine the circle of people that you you know hang out with because there's a lot of a lot of surface out there. And when you're going through through any issue, if you're going through an anxiety issue or a depression issue or suicidal thoughts or you know all this stuff that that pops up probably in people's minds more often than they care to admit you have to if you don't find an outlet or someone to you know relay what you're feeling to and have them either you know open up about you know yeah I've had this thought too and here's what helped I mean I think a lot of um, a lot of times people will give you some ideas or an avenue to go down to you know a lot of times if you're if you're dealing with you know a depression thing and, and you start to find the root of it where does it where does it start you know Maybe here, maybe fitness isn't added, you know, an avenue that you can go down or, you know, maybe it's writing, you know, they'll offer you some ideas as to how to kind of work your way through it. And if you can find those avenues and find an outlet for the shit that's going on in your head, um, there's always going to be shit. You know, yep. this is, yep. you know, going running or going to the gym or, you know, eating healthy doesn't fix everything. But if it can kind of start you on a path that well, you start to like go, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm starting to feel better about my, how I feel physically. And since I feel better physically, I'm maybe start to feel better mentally. Now I can get out and go on a hike and get some air and and, and breathe in uh, the the world as it is. Well, but,
1: I think for a lot of people, a lot of you know, if they're dealing with a mental health issue like anxiety or whatever, a lot of it stems from them not being in control. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason fitness and diet helps are you know those are things you can control. So right. if you're doing those, then you finally start to see like, oh, I control more in my life than I thought I did. Yeah. You know, and like for me. I poured myself into new businesses, so mm-hmm. I have you know Holistic Remedies now. That's our beard oil, CBD company. You know that was when everything started happening was in its infancy. Mm-hmm. So you know for me, getting my mind off things was focusing on building that business and making connections and growing it. And I mean that helped me get through. If I hadn't had that at the time, you know I would have had to find some other you know hobby or something to pour myself into. Yeah. Um, you know because I mean you know it, it's true what they say like when you have depression like. You don't want to move. I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many days after, you know, my dad passed and I was going through all the shit, like I didn't get out of the chair, man. It was, yeah. it was hard. And it was one of those where, you know, two weeks after, you know, I was like, I'm just going to lay in this chair all day. Well, that's fine. You know, your dad just died. You can get away with it. Well, now it's been three weeks. Well, now right. it's been four weeks. And you're still doing it. And it kind of becomes a habit. So it's, you know, the minute you start noticing those things, you got to, you know, kick yourself out of it and. Or have someone kick you out of it, mm-hmm. um, and that's the biggest thing. And you know, it's nothing's gonna fix right away. Yeah, you know, and that and that that for me was the biggest hurdle with getting through all this. Is I wanted a quick fix. Well, that's not. You know, most of the time when you have an anxiety or depression, you know, it, it is some chemical imbalance in your brain, mm-hmm. and that doesn't get fixed overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually went on antidepressant meds, and you know, the one I was on, I had a ton of side effects, but. It was helping and, you know, it was, it helped me get kind of out of my funk, but I was still kind of in a mental fog all the time and, you know, talking with my doctor and all that, you know, we ended up switching. I went through a month of just horrible problems all over again, you know, and this is as little as a month ago, you know, I actually switched to something else a month ago. Um, and it was like, everything started all over again, you know, while you're transitioning, but dude, today... I feel the best I have in a year. I mean, right. you know, like once you find something that works and you stick with it, that's when you're mm. going to see the results. And that's, you know, the thing, you know, if you're struggling and you do talk to someone, like one time's not going to fix it. Right. Don't, don't call someone, talk to them. Okay, cool. Like I'm my better. issues fixed. Yeah, no, better it, now. it takes time, man. And that's why you got to find someone that cares, find someone that, you know, will listen to you or talk to you. Um, you know, and reach out and that's the biggest yeah. thing is you know we have so many people that don't do it and then you know dude your life sucks and you don't want to be here and you know and that's the biggest problem yeah
0: I mean I think we you know you talked about a lot of the uh, subtle indicators you know through much of your you know childhood into your early adulthood um I can still consider you an, an early adult in your young age yeah, I but, guess yeah but you I know act like it well. Behavi- behavior is, you know, you're as old <laughs> as you act, I guess is what they say. Uh, but dude, he- I'm
1: gonna be twelve forever. <laughs> I still laugh at fart jokes. I know,
0: I know, I've <laughs> I've been witness. But there's um, I think there's indicators that you know people maybe kind of flush under the rug a little bit, like oh yeah, that's just that's just a thing. You know, I think ex- exhaustion is something that I I remember dealing with that. Like, why am I so fucking tired all the time? Oh, you know? that was
1: a big one for me too. Yeah. That I I didn't link with it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh well. I'm just tired because I'm not sleeping at night or, right. you know, it's like, well, d- yeah, I was up late. a lot of my but mind, right. Why didn't you sleep or what? You know? And I mean, I was having panic attacks in my dreams and mm-hmm. dude, it was terrible, but yeah, exhaustion is, I mean, that's a huge one that, you know, people are just like, Oh, well dude, I'm 40 now. Like you're supposed to be tired when you're adult. Well, yes, but not exhausted. There's a right. difference. Yeah. You know, to the point where you're so tired, like, It's a struggle to get out of your bed. That's not that's not tiredness. That's being exhausted. And what's the underlying cause? It may be a mental health health issue, but it may be something else. You don't know.
0: Yeah, and that's that's why I think really having a perspective of you know your surroundings and your life and kind of being being present in in what you're going through. Like if you're like, wow, I I feel that way, and maybe you don't have to like stop and contemplate every time you have something that doesn't feel 100% right because I think that's the normal course of a day can take you through those things. But if over the course of a week or two weeks or a month you go, man, you know, a lot of the times like I I feel this way or, or this happens or I notice that when I do this, I'm I'm exhausted at the end of the day or I feel anxious when, when this is happening. If you kind of can keep eyeballs on that and if things start to add up and that may be a time to, if you, if you can get ahead of, you know, major collapse or falling into depression or ending up, you know, staying in your, in the dark room in the basement and just being like, okay, I'm just going to stay in here. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to get lost in, you know, a video game, or I'm going to, you know, go on social media, which is, you know, can well, add that to add- all of that.
1: Exactly. That causes so much you know, anxiety nowadays. Take,
0: take note of the things that are going on in, in your life. And maybe if, if you can, if you have the, you know, the capacity to do it yourself, like make subtle changes, you know, if it's, you know, man, I just, I get up and then it just takes me forever. You know, maybe try, you know, give yourself a little more time in the morning. Get up, you know, 15 minutes earlier and like say, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna start my day and I'm going to just, I have 15 more well, minutes to do that, this.
1: On that one, um, actually, I think it was your last podcast or two ago, mm-hmm. your old trainer buddy, what was his name?
0: Oh, Jimmy Hayes Nelson? Yeah, and yeah. he
1: talked about when he gets up in the morning, he listens to, you know, some sort of motivational shit. Yeah. You know, I actually listened to that podcast. When did you launch it? Last week?
0: Yeah, a couple you know, last week.
1: Whatever, like two days after you, I listened to it and I'm like, "Holy fuck, that's yeah. an awesome idea!" So yeah. dude, I've been doing it last week. Like Me my too. mornings are a million times better. Me too. I, was like, I and it's, it's just little shit like that, and it's doing. You know those little things that yeah they sound stupid but they help. Um, you yeah. Know, I don't do it for thirty minutes like he did because who the hell's got that time in the morning? <laughs> who that time Twitter. of day? Um, but I mean, it's you know I don't want to get up any earlier just so I can listen to motivational stuff. But, but I, th- I mean, just that yeah. little bit of getting your mind started the right way every day, mm-hmm. you know, versus, Oh, it's great to be alive versus God, I gotta get a fucking better. Are you kidding me? Um, and then like, you know, the point you said is noticing the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one that really struck out to me was if you listen to, um, I know when Dan Beck was on, he talked about it, but if you listen to Andy podcasts, podcast, mm-hmm. um, he talked mm-hmm. about one, God, this is probably a year ago. He did this one. Um, but, he struggles with depression yeah. and he's like, dude, I remember, you know, growing up, um, you know, in my entire early adult life, just thinking like, God, I wish I wasn't alive. He wasn't, mm-hmm. I wish I could want to kill myself, but I wish I wasn't alive. I wish my parents would have never had me, right. you know, and I thought that was normal. And you know, for me, that really struck a chord with me because I had all those anxiety thoughts that I thought everyone had and it's mm-hmm. not. So it's, you know, picking up on those little things, Is the big thing, Um, and that's what's gonna you know save you from going through a struggle.
0: Yeah, and if you can find a person in your life, and maybe it is your spouse, um, maybe it's um, one you should hope it is. You you would, yeah. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of time you should hope that that's a person who can be open and honest. But but I think there still is a a section of society. You mentioned us being from the Midwest. There still is this man card kind of like. Well, it it was tough for me to talk to my wife about it because you want to be. I'm the provider. I'm the protector. I'm the
1: you know and you know, so it was tough. Yeah. You take heavy,
0: you carry heavy shit around, you know, move that, you know, move that, you're taller, reach that. Yeah. So you, yeah. you feel a certain sense of, uh, being the, the protector of the house, being the, the man. But if you, if you can relay like, Hey, you know, I was feeling like this. Do you ever get these feelings? And it, it can be tough, you know, from a male perspective to a female perspective, because they may not see it that way. Like, well, no, I don't, feel that way no I what the fuck's wrong that, with you? you fucking weirdo like <laughs> seriously go go talk to nick dude seriously like get your shit together
1: yeah he said you could talk to him just go yeah bug he him, did he just, he, uh,
0: it's on a podcast now he, everybody knows he's can have your phone's be blown I'm have to be blowing
1: up i'm gonna have to move my office Jeez.
0: yeah you're gonna you have to get a separate office put a couch in it and be like all right come on in and talk there's like there's a there's a couch and sup so you can go over there but i think if you can find you know maybe it is a friend uh because some people aren't going to be going through those things and just say, hey, I'm, I'm having this feeling and either they can relate or they can they can kind of be that person to bounce things off of and uh, that person that you reach out to and that person that, you know, once they get into your, your headspace a little bit, they can be the person that reaches out to you and, and just, you know, checks up on you. And if you're the friend that somebody comes to and says, man, I'm kind of going through this shit and it's, you know kind of be cognitive of it you have your own life to live and you got your own goals and you got your own things you're focusing on but if you are a good enough friend you can be like hey I want to go and, and check in on on Nick and see how we, you know just random text like hey what's up dude hey what you got going on or what you up to this weekend hey you know bow season started I bet you're all jazzed up about that and um, if we all kind of start to maybe take care of each other a little bit better um, maybe the world becomes a little bit of a better place where we are a little more open to talk about things and like, Hey, I have shit. You have shit. That person has shit. We're all dealing with shit, but we all try to cover it up. We all try to be, you know, and this is guys and girls alike. We all try to cover it up with the facade of, well, I look good. Well, I feel good. Well, I'm driving this nice car, you know, and our minds were just going fucking demons, man, shut up. Yeah. Tell them to shut up. And, uh, you know, for some people you can control your mind enough and let them, you know, going with well, the background. I
1: think most people can control their mind yeah. most of the time. Most it's, of the time. It's when you get in those, you know, little slides of mm-hmm. not being able to control it, you know, and that those are the times you need to reach out, you know, and, and it, like you said, if you are that friend or a person that someone comes to, you know, be cognizant of it. You know, I had a buddy go through um, his own set of issues, you know, probably six months prior to all mine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I found the biggest thing is just, being there to just let them talk mm-hmm. i mean you don't got to give an opinion on everything and you know me i mean that was tough for me yeah i'm very opinionated <laughs> I, I have some thoughts You're like, i will share really? them really you didn't like, say nothing to them that's weird I'm like oh yeah like fuck it. that bitch yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i said yeah i don't my two um, cents so i mean a lot of it is just you know letting that person get get their shit out you know right. and if, if they want a response you know they'll ask for it you mm-hmm. know you don't need to offer that up because i mean a lot of times too you know that was an issue of certain people I talked to Like, Hey, I'm going through this. This is, Oh, well you've, have you tried to do this? Yeah. And it didn't fucking work. I just said that. Did you not listen to me? (laughs) You're not listening. Um, so I mean, it's being, you know, actively listening to them Mm -hmm. and, you know, truly wanting for me now, I've been pretty open with most people about the struggles I've been going with, Mm -hmm. you know, going through and, you know, at least the people close to me and I've seen a shift in not necessarily how people look at me, but people come to me with more stuff and, want help and like that's actually helped me get through it you know like i I have a lot of my uh um i come from a very large family so a lot of my cousins you know they'll reach out to me and be hey man i'm having a hard time you know because my dad was a very large part of all of our family right um Mm -hmm. you know and like i had one of my cousins text me earlier this week he goes dude i hate to do this to you but dude i'm really struggling today you know i was thinking of your dad you know i'm having a hard time and Mm -hmm. i mean so it's you know a lot of my family's seen that okay well at least he's like out there trying to deal with it going through it um you know and they'll come to me for advice and help and which has also helped me go through it because if i can help you work through an issue then it also might help me see a different way to work through my issue
0: yeah because when you get another person's perspective on it or you they're telling you what kind of they're going through it may trigger some things in exactly. i mean obviously yeah. you're, you're attentively listening to this person but it, you it may go oh yeah you know i I I'm kind of dealing with this shit over here, but you know, the way you say it, I guess I'm kind of dealing with that shit too. And yeah. then, then all yeah. of a sudden you have this open dialogue about what, you know, what can we do to make it better or to get through this day or this week or this, you know, particular issue, you know, there's, I've been opening up on this podcast a lot, you know, about motivation and about being inspired. And, you know, when I took, um, and you know it was a challenge for me because i have and have always had this and it, and it's it sounds weird because i was kind of a, in the media for most of my life yeah. uh you know since i was 19 you know i had a microphone in front of me i was talking i would get up on stage and i would talk in front of people and i but to actually be authentic you know and 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 talk about struggles and to talk about like things that i'm into and is you know, i always felt like man if i if i go on and say like hey i'm getting up at at 3 30 in the morning because it's when this is this this is the time i get up and this is part of my day um then i was going to be judged for it you know yeah. so well,
1: especially being the rock personality right i mean dude those are the badasses man right like they don't fucking you have stay, problems.
0: You stay up late they and fuck, you fucking yeah. You, you got a problem with them?
1: Fuck that. They'll kick your ass. Take a yeah. shot of Jack
0: Daniels in the morning. You start your day. I've done that in the past, and is isn't
1: it, isn't it Kesha that brushes her teeth with Jack Daniels? She does. Mm-hmm. Yes. I tried that. It's not very good. <laughs> it's kind of toothpaste it's and Jack sting. Daniels do not it's, go together. It's
0: stinging a little bit, but when you you are able to put yourself out there and my biggest fear was 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 judgment because I fear if, if, when I'm getting judged I I do get I get anxiety about it and I and then all of a sudden I cower back down internally maybe not externally because I'll still be like yeah whatever what the fuck but internally it's like oh man like I I'm stupid and I you know I you know I have negative feelings and thoughts about you know who I am as a as a man and who I am as a person but when I started like talking openly about motivation and and not because I'm an extreme or was an extremely motivated person, but because this is my journey into being into,
1: well, you're learning how to be exactly. become more self-motivated, right? you know, so you know, you're, you're doing it, you're sharing it along with, you mm-hmm. know, whereas, you know, you, there's three types of, you know, people, you, they're going to tell you how to do something and then not do it themselves. Yeah. You know, which, why would we ever practice what people? you preach? There, and there's the people that have already went through this, you know, like a guy like the Andy Purceller you're talking about, yeah. you know, he does motivational podcasts, but his are more so from, hey, I've been doing this for 20 years and that's why I am where I am, mm-hmm. you know, it works. And now you're kind of in the in between, which is awesome to watch where you're saying, hey, I'm doing this now and it's working for me or I right. tried this and it doesn't work. Um, and that's something we need. That's something that's missing, um, which is, you know, I think why the podcast is successful yeah. because people see that and they're like, oh, shit. Um, you know, and for me, it was cool, you know, kind of what started my whole clicking in my brain that I wanted to do this podcast with you was, you know, a few weeks back when you made that giant long post yeah, talking about everything saying, Hey, you know, when I went through radio, you know, it sucked for a few days, but you know, I went into this and I'm like, God, you know, that'd be something, you know, talking about this might fit with what Cooper's doing. Like, let's, yeah. let's sit down and let's have something out and let's do it because I think that's something that also needs to be heard
0: absolutely and that's you know the the transition in this in this particular podcast and, and i'm glad that it you know the things that are, are getting out there are are starting to move uh a little bit but it's everybody's got you know i've mentioned like four times everybody's got shit. but everybody's got like their story yeah. you know every the, from the musicians i've talked to to the the trainers i've talked to it everybody's kind of or, you know entrepreneurs uh, they've just they've got Stories, and ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's not. And I and, and talked about this on my last podcast. There's not this red carpet that gets rolled out, and all of a sudden you just have this easy life. And it's like, oh, and then I went to college, and then I'll then this this happened for me, and then I met my beautiful wife, and then oh, we had three beautiful children, and then we opened this. No, the the struggles are are what make successful people extremely successful. Yeah. It's if you can get through. This, if you can, you know, get a hold of the, you know, depression, anxiety, the things that you're dealing with, however you do it, if you can get a hold of your thoughts and be like, wait a minute, mind, this is my mind, I am in control of it, which I know is a pain in the ass to do because your mind is always fighting you because it wants you to be in this comfortable zone. And maybe your comfort zone is a very fucking scary place. You know, it's not, oh, it's comfortable because I, I, can take a warm shower or I can, I sleep in a nice bed and I sleep as late as I want. Your comfort zone, whether you know it or not, could be a fucking hellhole that you're dealing with all these internal demons, that you're dealing with addiction, where you're dealing with depression, you're dealing with all these struggles. That may be the place where you're most comfortable. You know, you start to get out of it. You start to step into the light a little bit and you start to, you know, get motivated to do something that becomes like, oh no, I, I want to be back here where it's yep. where it's dark and dirty and and, it, and it's painful and I, but you're comfortable with that because you're used to it. Yeah, you know you start to be able to fight through it, and whether that's through, you know, medication and talking to people or exercise or listening to this podcast or listening to Annie Frisella's podcast or um, Rogan, you know, whoever is out there that you can take tidbits from, listening to audio books, reading books about just different things when you talked about jimmy hayes nelson and his morning routine i started that exact same thing yeah because it's crazy it's it was fucking nuts because the first thing i would do in the morning is i would get up make a cup of coffee jump online and be like did anybody post some shit like what's up like what i play like, i play games with my phone yeah, in the morning that's what i do exactly. r- i roll over grab
1: my phone play some games and next thing you know 30 minutes have passed and it's like oh shit where did they were gonna be late for daycare sorry or, about you know? that
0: but you 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 press play on that and it's 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 such a subtle change you know, you just go, okay, um, what? tomorrow morning I'm going to, I'm going to actually tonight before you go to bed, you're going to jump on YouTube and just look at like one motivational video because YouTube in itself will just jump on and be like, here's 50 of them. <laughs> you jump on. It doesn't make, just look for motivation or, you know, it doesn't, even if it says gym workout, don't think that you have to be going to the gym. Just get up, pop on your YouTube and it'll come up and you probably aren't like listening word for word for the first 10, 15 minutes. But all of a sudden you're just like, Yeah. Yeah. man. See, I'm the Fuck opposite
1: it. where I listen for like two minutes and then my ADV kicks in. The next thing I know it's twenty minutes later, but you've had something positive in your subconscious. Yeah. You know, and I think the big takeaway from that is it's all those little changes mm-hmm. that add up to big changes. And once you make enough little changes, your comfort zone starts to shift. Yeah. You know, that's you know, for me, I was comfortable sitting on my couch mm-hmm. sleeping you know 20 hours a day watching gold rush that's my shit <laughs> that's my show yo go parker um but uh if
0: you join the podcast sometime, yeah, yeah. it'd be great
1: um i'll, I'll call him <laughs> get a hold of him yeah i think he tweets twitters twitters yeah we well it's on the it. Twitter. um you know so it, it's all those little changes mm-hmm. you know I, i'd start making one change and i'd want to go back to that sleeping all day but right. you know you force yourself and you know after a couple of weeks it's that's not your normal anymore. That's not your, yeah, there's days where I just want to land, you know, on my couch all day mm-hmm. and just watch TV. And you got to fight through that. But my new normal is becoming different. Right. You know, and and that's the biggest thing. And, you know, like you said, everyone's comfort zone is different. And mm-hmm. it's most of the time your comfort zone is not good for you. No, absolutely You know, not. I mean, sitting on a couch 20 hours a day was not good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at an addict doing drugs and getting fucked up. Like, that's where you're comfortable because that's what you're used to. That's not good for you. So it's going to be hard to change because your body wants to go back to that. Your mind wants to go back mm-hmm. to that. But you know, you get fucked up. You know, ten times a week. Well, you know, let's drop that down to eight. You know, let's make subtle changes. Yeah. And you know, it, it it over time is when you know that comfort zone changes.
0: And I think the first thing that you'll notice, um, whatever you're trying to get out of, and, it, and it's this covers everything from mental health to physical fitness to being a better human to being a better parent or a better spouse, you when you start to have other people comment on how different you are, yeah, and wow, that's this isn't like you. the The trick is, and it's it's a difficult one because this is your brain again. This is that I my hashtag ninety five percent rule. Your brain is going to go, oh yeah, this isn't you. This is no, you are right. This. This positive attitude, this forward momentum, this... Well, it's you know, not getting, the old you. Yeah.
1: This is what you want to be now. That's, and that's what you need, you need to be right. consciously aware of. You have to yes. fight
0: that because you're you're going to... If people are going to want to... As soon as they say that, the first thing you're going think is like, yeah, that's not. And you have to push through that and not resort back to being, you know what? You're right. I am the guy that does this. I am the guy that did this. You'll have people in your life that will reappear from long ago, be like, you were the guy... Way back do you remember in the, when you did you this, this fucked up thing? Like, yeah, that's not me now. And you yeah. can always, and, and again, this goes back into that circle of be wary of who you keep in your yeah. inner circle. Uh, but you're gonna run into these assholes at the grocery store. It's gonna happen. Like, oh yeah, you're the guy that passed out at the on the cooler at Double Days back in 2001. Uh, <laughs> like I Never that. done that. Yeah. <laughs> I was 21 and I was, uh, you know, in love with the bartender. So that's neither here yeah. nor there. But you 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 start to have people um, and loved ones and friends that say, wow, like you've started to build something that's different and you're still probably going to have to deal with depression issues and you're still going to have to kind of work your way. Oh, well, and that's something through that. you
1: know, I know I'll always have to be aware of, right. you know, and, cause one, I don't want to get back to the state that was, you yeah. know, I'm, I let it spiral way too far out of hand. Um, you know, had I, started talking to someone back in February when everything started, Mm -hmm. I may have not got to the point where I was sleeping 20 hours a day. Right. Um, You know, so it's something I'll always be aware of. But on the flip side of what you were saying, you know, yeah, you're going to have people that say, God, that's not like you. What, you know, what's different? You're also going to have, and this is, you know, if you're that friend that people come to for advice, Mm -hmm. take note of this. You're also going to have people that say, dude, I like what you're doing. I like the new you. hey. This is awesome. I this isn't like you, but it's awesome. You know those things help. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, you get those kind of comments. You know, maybe ten percent of the time. You know, of of the negative, these aren't you comments. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, if you're that friend or you see someone in your life trying, go out of your way to say, "Hey, dude, I like what you're doing." You know, Cooper, I like your beard, dude. Keep it up.
0: It's all I said. Said beard oil, man. I'm telling you.
1: Did you do the vanilla one?
0: Oh, <laughs> But and and that's that has helped. I mean, when you, I have had friends, you included, um, that have messaged me that have said, "I don't know what what happened," um, and everybody thinks it's like a major like down. Like, did you fucking like fall off the wagon or something? <laughs> like, I, like, dude, I'm never all. I'm, I'm always the wagon, dude. I'm the yeah, crazy sure. driver. Yeah, yeah. But but you can tell when when those messages or those posts on Facebook or social media, that one person. That is like, yeah, damn, cool, dude. Like, and all of a sudden they're a little bit motivated to, you know, like, hey, I want to. I kind of want to talk and just like see what's, like, how you got, how your mental state. Yeah. You know what's going yeah. on. That's that's where I think the benefit pays off. I think that's where you opening up on here and telling your story and saying, hey, if you need something, if you need to talk to somebody.
1: Call yeah. me, text me, Find stop me.
0: into the shop, dude. Yeah, come over and help me do the floor. <laughs> yeah, come lay floor with me, lay come, some floor tonight.
1: Hey, I shot a deer. Let's go cut it up together. Yeah. We'll talk while we're doing we'll it. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have some whiskey, some beer. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's let's open up the conversation because that's that's so important. Is letting it out. However that however it spews from your mouth, um, you you have got to let it out because if you start holding it in and it uh, sounds like something that you experience, you hold all that stuff in, and then it just kind of goes. Pff! You know, shaking the champagne bottle and the top goes, I can't hold in this pressure anymore. You know, your brain can only handle so much. It's an amazing tool, your brain is. You, once you get a hold of it, man, fucking hold on for the ride. But if you hold all that shit in, it's going to blow at some point. And hopefully, you know, in your case, it was, you know, not a good thing, but it was an anxiety, you know, panic attack, an anxiety attack that really shines some light on, oh, fuck, like this is legit. You know, for others, depending on what depending on their mental state because i think you know overall throughout all this you're still a strongly strong mental person like you have control of your
1: well yeah and, that, and that's the thing like if it, if someone that, like me who you know i am very in control of mm-hmm. my mind for the most part you know if it can happen to me like damn it can happen to anyone right. you know what if you don't you don't have the you know a lot of my mental fortitude i guess comes from you know years of being you know, struggling in sports and you know going through that, and I grew up you know working on a farm. You know, mm-hmm. so I've always had to be mentally tough to get through shit. Right. You know, what if someone had an easy life growing up and they don't know how yeah. to deal with shit? Like, dude, it can spiral out on them. Yeah, or yeah. they
0: had a, or they had a life full of struggle, and the easiest thing to do when that moment happens, when the bottle top pops off, exactly, is just say fuck it and it's over. And I've 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 dealt with that, um, you know, in my immediate family. That yeah. they've just and you see people that on the outside maybe are. Completely funny and they're good times, but deep down, I mean, there's some um, some wiring that's either crossed or there's just you know, hey, the the bottle top blue and, and that was the end of it. So I think you getting it out, talking about it, whether it's with a professional, uh, whether it's talking to Nick, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of a professional. You you are you some are. things anyways. Yeah. And there is a couch at, at Sup, so yeah. if you want to come in, lay down, just be like, hey, am I'm, I'm here for my uh, twelve thirty appointment. Yeah, sure. You know, check in, but. You know, be open about it, and and if you start to notice those signs, like we talked about, little things that you're like, okay, maybe, maybe these are some indicators that there's some shit going on. And I think it it doesn't have to be something that is a a, a youth thing, or a twenties thing, a thirties thing. You could be in your forties and fifties and like go, oh shit, like like you mentioned, like you've been dealing well, with this that, for a I long think that time. That
1: happens a lot of that time yeah. too. You know, like say, you know, say. You don't have anything major happen to you. Like I, I honestly believe, like if my dad hadn't passed away, you know, I may not have went through these struggles this year. Right. You know, that they, mm-hmm. they they exacerbated. But the thing is, it could have built up till, man, I'm 50 now, and you know, my kid's going off to school or you know, something like that. And I think that happens a lot more than we notice yeah. as well.
0: And there's a generational thing there too. I think once yeah. you get up past, you know, you know, you're touching on 30, and I'm touching on 40. You know, so generationally, we've experienced a lot of the same things, but there's still some differences in, in the way we were raised, the things that were available. You know, you talk about the older generation and older generation who, you know, holding your feelings in, that was just what you did. You yeah. know, you you don't yeah. talk about shit. And I think maybe you, you see things like that when you have deaths in people that are in their 50s, you know, whether they're you know, not necessarily health-related, but everything kind of weaves well, itself and a together. Lot of,
1: a lot of, you know, a lot of time we see, like, you're – Mind is so strong, mm-hmm. and I, I even noticed this. You know, I mentioned a little bit, I had sinus surgery. Well, basically, my mind and I was so good at pushing things down that they actually started presenting as physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, my, my, you know, basically, if you push enough shit down and your body gets out of whack, like you're gonna have s- um, um, swelling issues. You know, yeah. basically, I had so much infl- inflammatory infl- issues. Yeah, I had yeah. so many, so much inflammation that basically, I had a sinus infection for six months straight. I ended up having sinus surgery, mm-hmm. and it helped, but it didn't solve it. It's cause I was doing all the other shit. You know, my my brain was causing the issues. Yeah. And you don't know that. And I think a lot of times, you know, you see someone die in their fifties, it's well, Jim had a heart attack and, you know, he was kinda healthy. Well, yeah, he ate healthy ish. Yeah. But he also was in a constant state of anxiety and it's that flight or flight stress, response. Yeah. He was in mm-hmm. a constant flight state that his body just kinda wasn't healing itself
0: yeah and i think you if you don't believe in the you know mental being able to have an effect on your physical being if you are in a stressful life if you are in a stressful job and you have a stressful home life and it's your kids are stressing you out if you point you touch on your shoulders and they're really really tense and you go oh that feels good when i do that that's not because you lift heavy shit. Okay. That's not because you're, you know, you're doing shoulder shrugs and feeling, you know, oh yeah, let's see, see where my definition there. No, that is because you are putting stress on your body from your mind and it is physically it is changing your body physically. Yep. So and that's just on a singular level, you know, years and years of that same thing I mean, and it starts to put pressure on the rest of your body and it affects your diet, it affects your behavior.
1: Well, the thing is if you don't believe in the fact that you know, your mind can, you know, control your physical being, go do some extreme shit and tell me your body's not tense when you're doing it. You know, go jump off a cliff without a parachute and, you know, five seconds before you hit the ground, call me and be like, oh, you're fucking right. And then dead. But I mean, do some extreme shit and you're going to see that, oh shit. Yeah. Your mind can and does affect your physical. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's a big thing too. It's, you know, so by, being physically active, being healthy, you know, it kind of helps combat that as well. But it's still, you still need to do all the mental stuff.
0: Nick Peters, thank you, brother, for the time. For this, for oh, the, yeah, dude. you know, I think this is a, a great time in September to get this out. I think it's uh, a great time to just have that open dialogue. Um, and and hopefully one person or two people or everybody who listens to this maybe takes some mental inventory and just says, Yeah, man, I'm. I'm kind of dealing with some shit. And, oh, you know, I. you may not even think of the person that you have to talk to. Yeah. You may not even, because you're so busy, wrapped up in like, oh, I'm dealing with depression, anxiety. And then you go, oh, wait, you know who I could talk to about this? And there's probably a good chance that someone, somebody will present themselves. If not, obviously there's plenty of professional help out there and it is encouraged uh, to to make it happen. You know, don't let the money situation stress you out. Um, it's, it's something don't that let you the, just got to do. Don't let
1: the image... Situation stretches right. out too. You know, yeah. don't 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 worry that oh man, people are gonna look at me weak for getting help. Oh, yeah. I think that's that's a big thing too, you know, yeah. especially with the males. Um, you know that that and the money hurdle were the two biggest things for me before going. Was like oh god, like what are people gonna think?
0: Yeah. So. And I think if you, everybody likely knows somebody or knows somebody who knows somebody who didn't seek help, who didn't ask, who kept it all inside, and that probably didn't end very well. No. And you know what? You probably miss that person more than how you feel about, oh, so-and-so is going to judge me because I'm having some some negative thoughts or I'm having some anxiety or I'm having depression issues. You know, Get it out. Talk about it. Whether it's a, you don't want to talk to your wife about it because you're too tough to do that, find one of your bros. Because chances are, even if he's your, you know, dude, bro, dude, yeah, <laughs> that he likely has had those same things or was going through some similar things. And maybe they're a little bit different, but you can go, yeah, you go through some struggles too. And if you're, you know, can open up and talk about it, have a dialogue, maybe set some goals, set some changes in your life. You know, it's, it it benefits everybody. It doesn't just benefit you. Think about that. It doesn't just benefit you. If you can relieve yourself of some of that stuff through a professional, through a friend, through some changes in your, just how your day works and your physical activity your what you eat. And all of a sudden you aren't so pissed off in the morning when you get up. You know, you take Jimmy Hayes Nelson's advice and you start dropping those motivational things in the morning, and all of a sudden you get up and you feel better, and then your kid gets up and you can be a better parent, yep. and your, your your spouse gets up and you can be a better spouse. It's and it's that ripple effect. Yeah, everybody that you yeah. work with or that you interact with, you go, Wow, oh, I'm not such an asshole after all. It's amazing.
1: Only when I want to be. Well,
0: <laughs> something you do have to hold on to some sort of character, you know. <laughs> uh, but thank you. I'd give people the website; they can go check out your. Uh, your currently your beard
1: products yeah we have uh it's just holistic remedies.net mm-hmm. um if you can't spell that google it um <laughs> we should pop up um otherwise you know if you're in um the area we're in a bunch of stores um check it out you can always reach out to me uh, reach out to cooper you got you know links and all that and we will have mm-hmm. a code coming soon for you um
0: yeah, we'll do some discounts, make some things happen.
1: Make you smell good. Make, make, smell. make,
0: make those beards look nice. Make you smell handsome. Yeah, well, I will put links in the show notes. So if you're wherever you're listening to this, if you're listening on uh, your iPhone, just uh, click on the episode and you'll be able to get those links. Same thing on uh, Google Podcast, Stitcher, uh, Spotify as well. So they're all there for you to click, link, go and check it out. And uh, we'll, we'll throw some um, some mental health uh, links in there too. Yeah, so yeah there's Some for good sure. stuff out there to give you some quick access to stuff. But Nick, thanks for the time, brother. Cool. Thanks, man. Happy birthday. Thanks. Hold on
1: or not okay